The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today, best-selling author, life coach, and pastor Eileen Wilder shares four steps that will enable you to become the fearless, bold, hot version of yourself. I actually remember hitting my forehead against this mirror over and over and over wow. because I just wanted to see something different. I wanted to be something different. And I, I felt like if, if this is how I feel about myself, this has got to be how God must also feel. And we have a great guest that is going to bless you today. She's got a book called The Brave Body Method. And Sheila, I just got to ask you right now, do you have a brave body? I was born in Scotland. Of course, I've got a brave body. <laughs> no, actually, I was fascinated um, when your book came across my desk. So before I dive into that, please, would you help us welcome Eileen Wilder. Oh, welcome. Great to have you back. with one of my dearest friends in the world, yeah. Lisa Bevere. The best, yeah. How did your paths cross? Lisa came and spoke at our church, and, you know, she just is amazing and, you know, resonates with so many women out there, and, and it's just fantastic and really affected my life in a very powerful way through her own writing and just, mm -hmm. just being around her. I mean, you you kind of come up a little sure. bit higher. We are yeah. glad that she introduced you to us. Oh, I'm so grateful. And uh, I, let's, let's dive right into this because, you know, as a guy, I, I, there's some things that men are not always aware of, what's going on with women and their, their self-image and the way that manifests. Yeah. So educate me a little bit here as to, as to what, is, what it is that you're saying that's resonating with so many women. Well, I, I don't, I wish I knew myself why it is such a prevalent issue across, I mean, young and old, but body image and self-consciousness mm -hmm. around our weight and around how we appear and, and just how we're coming across to people, it seems to be a really big issue. I know it was for me. And Take us back, though, to, in your story, because you sit here and you're obviously a really beautiful woman. Oh. So I wonder, at what point did you look in a mirror mm. and see something that you didn't like? Mm. You know, when I was in college and I was 20 years old, I had actually fallen into a season of, of eating disorders. And I was anorexic. I swung the other way to bulimia. And I remember sitting one day in my college dorm room, I was 35 pounds overweight and I had, you know, just so much disordered eating and, and just looking at myself in the mirror and being so frustrated mm. and so, uh, so angry really at myself for not being more, for not being more disciplined. Mm. I felt like I was such a failure in so many areas of my life. So when I looked at that image in the mirror, I was so disgusted mm. with what I saw. I actually remember hitting my forehead against this mirror over and over and over wow. because I just wanted to see something different. I wanted to be something different. And I, I felt like if, if this is how I feel about myself, this has got to be how God 
must also feel. Wow, that's really, that's, that's hard because I think, I mean, I, I hear my own story and your story. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like, I bought every new diet book out there. In fact, my yeah. pastor once said to me, if you just carry all your diet books up and down the stairs a couple of times, you'll be fine. <laughs> but it was like, yeah. I would always start something new and I'd get a new journal and, and then you just fail and fail and fail and adds yes. to it. Where, where does that come from, though? Because know, I know God doesn't look at you guys and, and see all the negative things that you see. Or it's true for any of us. Is, is, that, is that men that put this on women? Or is that something that's sort of innate in them? Or is it strictly the enemy? Where do you think that comes from? It, it is interesting. I mean, I think being in a fallen world and we're, we're recovering from this condition and we're journeying and learning from Christ how to, to be that new creation. But mm -hmm. I, I do believe culture also provides an atmosphere of a lot of pressure. Yeah. I, I remember reading a statistic one time that said 68% of women feel disgusted with themselves after watching commercials. Mm. So it's just the, reflected mm. in the culture of what we should be, what we should look like, the perfect weight, the perfect, I mean, veneer of what we, we uh, the perfect woman, and we, none mm. of us live up to that. None of us and match that. And just a feedback you get too, because I was kind of, I was sad when I read in your book that you yeah. were just 15 yeah. when you kind of got on this roller coaster and diet pills. Yeah. But that, the hard, the harsh payoff is sometimes if you do lose the weight and you are thin, then you get a lot of positive feedback. Yes. Mm. And it's almost encouraging behavior that's actually harming you. Yes. That is very, very true. I, I remember getting a lot of attention, especially mm. from guys around school, and it does create it that I have to, I have to live up to this in order to mean something yeah, to somebody yeah. else. Not always the kind of attention you, you need, though. No, so, uh, agreed. agreed. Spoken like a father. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's true. Uh, two girls, <laughs> yeah. yes. What are the steps that you see someone can take to start dealing with this if they're struggling with that self-image? Yeah, well, you know, I, I felt like it took me forever to figure out these steps. I remember reading so many books and research and seeing doctors, and I, I felt like it took so long for me to distill down some of the things I, I write about. But the first step, I feel like, is for people to know who they are in Christ. Mm -hmm. I think that's the foundational principle, because the real struggle, the dissonance, is we do not see ourselves the way God sees yeah. us. But if we can bridge that gap, if we can start to renew our mind, start to get a glimpse mm -hmm. of how God really sees us, it is, it is mind-blowing. You know, you, you mentioned that I have two girls. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine how God just hurts when, when his girls don't like the way they look mm. or, or think less wow. of themselves because God is a father. I can't mm -hmm. tell you how gorgeous my girls are. Mm -hmm. He has pictures in his office. I know how, I know how much you love your girls. Wow. Sorry, continue, yeah. please. No, but I wanted to ask you, how do you begin that process? Because you've done what many of us have done. You know, you've done the diets, you've done the pills, yeah. you've done the everything. How did you actually begin to suddenly find yourself mm. making the first step that actually made a difference? I, I think that the hinge point for me was taking intentional time to marinate in the promises of God. Mm. I think, you know, I, I remember sitting with um, Ephesians 3.10 where it talks about how we are God's masterpiece. And I remember just studying that out and I studied out in Isaiah where the, he says, I, I want you to be so beautiful and prosperous as to be thought of as a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Mm. And so I, I remember just sitting under those promises and saying, man, this is, this is how you feel about me. This is your 
what you're speaking over my life. And I remember feeling just hearing the voice of Jesus through those scriptures. But I think it took taking time mm -hmm. to really engage with the word at a different level than I had before. At, at what point does it go from hearing it, reading it, yeah. to actually believing it? Yeah, you know, I, I once read that the, the biggest motivator we have in our lives is actually disgust. It's actually when we hit a place of saying enough is enough. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to I don't want my past to keep rehearsing itself and repeating into my future. Yeah. So I'm so tired of what I've been experiencing. I really I want something new. Mm. So I'm so disgusted with the past. I'm going to position myself and posture myself in a different way before God. And I think that day that I hit my forehead over and over, I was, wow. I hit a place of discussing, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Something's got to change. You have this little formula in the book. Um, it's the word kiss, Yes. but it's not keep it simple, stupid, is it? No. No, you no. have. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's another way. You have another <laughs> definition. Talk us through that. Yes, K stands for, this is the first step, is to know you're hot. So this no, is, you're hot. No, you're hot. Now there's words to a menopausal yes. woman. Yes, I'm aware I'm hot. That's the problem. <laughs> That's right. It can mean different things for all of us. But this is really about seeing ourselves, taking that intentional time to see how does the father see us hmm. as his daughters? How does the father see us in that royal stature? So this is all about know you're hot. You know, so often we focus on what we're not. But I think God wants us to say, hey, daughter, know that you're hot in my eyes. And then I stands for inflict damage. And this is all about using the, the weapons of our whispers, I call it, to inflict damage on much of the darkness that has surrounded us, those lies we've been believing, those mediocre truths, just we haven't been living up to our potential. I believe there's so much power in the spoken word of God. And then S is to see the God painting, the third step, and this is about Letting the Holy Spirit give us that blood pumping, exciting vision that he has for our future. So this is like about letting the, this is the Holy Spirit asking him to show me, you know, the Bible says to call upon me and show, I will show you things that you do not know. Mm -hmm. So he wants to show us how he sees us, that picture of the father. And then so the, the God painting. That the was, God, is, yes, so that's, exactly. That's, that's his image of you. What, exactly. What, what yes. It's not like a, a, a worldly picture of what success may look like mm. or what beauty. Yeah. Or what beauty yeah. it's what Lord, what is your mm -hmm. vision for my life? And then the last step is to start before you're ready. This is where... Start before you're ready? Yes, start before you're that ready. That would be all of us. Start yeah. before we're ready. So I think so often we wait to feel it before yeah. we take action. Yeah. And I think the Bible teaches there's so much power. I mean, two-thirds of God's name is go. You know, go. So start before you're ready. There, there's a quote in your book <clears throat> excuse me, that I wrote down because it's from Mother Teresa. And it says, yesterday is gone. Yes. Tomorrow has not yet come. We have only today, let us begin. Wow. And so yeah. I like what you're saying there because a lot of times we think, I'm not ready for that. I'm not able to do that. And that's where faith comes in. You have to step out because we are insufficient, but God is sufficient. You know, yes. when, we, when we step out of that boat, we find out if we're buoyant. Yeah. If our eyes are on Jesus. That's yeah. right. Do you know what I found the most encouraging thing in your whole book? I, you have this thing where you talk about exercise and you say only 10 minutes. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> 10 minutes. Sign me up. 10 minutes an hour. 
<laughs> no, but talk to us about that. Is that just to get people to start? Part of it is, but I also was teaching in there about the, the seed principle. So God wants us to sow a seed in faith, in faith. So it's about faith-filled action. So it's not about doing nothing and just praying for the Holy Spirit to give you like supernatural, it's just gonna drop off while you're falling asleep and you're gonna Wouldn't wake up. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. This is about sowing a seed, but saying, God, I'm committing to you this 10 minutes of exercise. Will you do something that only you can do? Mm. And I'm gonna sow this seed, but it's in faith. So, you know, a lot of people, I, they, I have them start with 10 minutes and then they wanna do more, but just start, just start before you feel ready. To, to play devil's advocate a bit, if God's interested in our, in our inner beauty and yeah. the things more of the spirit, why is it even important to mm -hmm. worry about weight or exercise? I think it's, it's not about worrying about our weight. I think it's more about stewardship because the Bible says that we are the temple mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think about you and I are a God pod. Everywhere you are going, <laughs> you're taking God, mm. you're taking his presence. You're an opportunity waiting to happen on somebody else. So he needs us to recognize that and to steward it with, with care. And I think we, we, yes, we malnourish, we don't take care of ourselves because we don't recognize the sacredness of our body. We have, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. So you think this, this book would help whether somebody is struggling with 10 pounds or whether they find themselves watching this and thinking, yeah, that all sounds great, but I'm like 100 pounds overweight. Where would I even begin? Would this help both of those? I, I believe so, because the, the Bible way is transformation from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So whether it's five pounds, three pounds, you don't have any weight to lose, you feel great, yeah. we all are being transformed from the inside out. So Romans 12, 2 says, be, be transformed. So whether, you know, be transformed five pounds or be transformed 165 pounds, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm -hmm. So it begins, God's way is from the inside out. So it applies Yeah, and, and you know, that scripture is, is a spiritual principle, transforming our, yes. our minds, renewing our minds. But as, as a proud graduate of Oral Roberts University, we know that God cares about our body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. There, there's a, a whole man idea that right. I believe is correct. And so these things that you're applying from spiritual standpoint to the physical right. absolutely make sense and absolutely hold up scripturally and work. Mm, um, yeah. you, you have one thing that you talk about that we should apply the 4 8 Mm -hmm. filter. Explain yes. a, bit, a little bit about how that works. Yeah, this is, this scripture, this changed my life. This is Philippians, based on Philippians 4, 8, you know, whatsoever things are good or pure, or perfect, mm -hmm. of good report, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. Mm -hmm. And the Amplified says to fix your mind on them. And this, this, the, the, what got me here is that it's not, it's not optional. I mean, God is giving this prescription for an incredible life. Mm -hmm. Because, and I teach people to use the 4-8 filter like a spaghetti strainer yeah. on your head. Mm -hmm. Don't let any, you know, in, as much as you're able with the grace of God, don't let anything that's that's not pure or good or, or praiseworthy or of good report, don't meditate on those things, but rather pivot and yeah. fix your mind on what's good. Not only yeah. good about God, but what's good about you. Yeah. I love yeah. that, because I was talking to a friend the other week and she said, I, I don't know how to meditate. And I said to her, well, do you know how to worry? And she said, yes. And I said, then you know how to meditate. Yeah. Just change what you're thinking about. Yeah. Because think it's how much so time we spend oh fixating yeah. on what we don't like and what we're worried about. Mm -hmm. If somehow you can 
switch that around and begin meditating on the Word of God. Because so much yes. in your book, Eileen, is really about spiritual warfare yes. and taking every thought captive. That's right. And seeing yourself as the beautiful daughter mm-hmm. that God has created you to be. That yeah. that would be our identity. Yes, that's that's it. That's the heart of God. He wants us to see us as He sees us. Yeah. You know, and not not believe the lie. So I really love. I love what you're doing, and, and I hope women will pay attention mm. and, and learn and not just write you off as someone who's already achieved success and there's someone who can't. Mm. Can I ask a final question? Yeah. Why did you call it the brave body method? Mm. I believe it takes extreme bravery for any woman to rise up and believe that she is who God says she is, despite her emotions. Mm. To really lay down self-loathing, to stop playing nice to fear, to, to, to really just lay down any of that negative self-talk that we experience and really believe, you know, pivot and believe that you are who God says you are. To me, that is ultimate, ultimate bravery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm, I, I'm fascinated by this because I really think there's so many of us as God's daughters that we do see ourselves in a negative light. Yeah. And we're identified by, even just that we're, you know, Barry's wife or Christian's mom mm. or any labels actually could be gone in a moment. Wow. But when you see yourself as, I am Sheila Walsh, daughter of the King of Kings, yeah. that can never be touched. Mm. And that's true. When yeah, I, my son was a little powerful. boy, when he'd go to sleep at night, I would say to him, once we said our prayers and I, I would go to the bedroom door and I'd turn back around and I'd say, which boy does mommy love? And he puts his little hand on his face and he'd say, this boy. And I've, I began that as a habit, as, you know, as a grown woman. Every time I caught my reflection somewhere, or I saw, you know, I would say to myself, which girl does Jesus love? Mm. This girl. Because so that's the truth. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely the truth. It, our emotions are fickle. Yes. They will change. They will fail us. But the Word of God stands. We can build our life on it. Mm. So, and I was just thinking, even as Eileen was speaking there about um, the way that we take care of this temple, that that when we when we do that, yeah. I think one of the most natural outpourings is we want to see Lord, how can I help others who who can't even begin to imagine such a thing? And it's one of the things that you have helped us with more than anything else. And I recently um, had a trip to Angola, and I began to see the difference that you and I can make when we know who we are in Christ and because of that, when we reach out in his name. So would you take a look at this? Even in the best of times, the journey of life is rarely easy. This has been especially true for Paulina, who as a mother of five children became a widow when her husband passed away in 2011. As a single mother living in poverty, she provided for her children the best she could. But sadly, it wasn't enough. My child was coming home from school and she started feeling of some fever. Then the next morning, my child died. The second one also came home from school with a fever. Then we went to the hospital. We were given two tablets, but nothing helped. So we started digging roots and boiling them for him to drink. He did not do anything. At last, he died. I lost another child the same way six months later. 
We've sat with these little ones for quite some time today and they haven't moved. And even the food that she is able to provide, it's all starch, nothing that will help her children get strong, which is why, I mean, one of them literally came home from school one day sick and by the next morning they were gone because these little ones have no reserves. This little mother has told us that if there was a stairway right now, that she could just walk up and go home to be with the Lord and take her little ones with her, she would go because she's already got three deposits in heaven. If you've ever asked yourself, Lord, I'd love to do something for you this year. What could I do? Here's what we could do. We could take care of widows. We could take care of their children. Mission feeding is so important because what we provide is protein, is vitamins, is everything that these little ones need to give them some resistance. And then we can honor the fact that we don't love God only in what we say. We love God in what we do and how we obey his word. Sheila, having had the chance to go there and meet mothers like that and see children like that, what, what do you come away with with a sense of what we need to do in response to that? You know, Randy, I think the biggest thing that hits me, um, and this last trip in particular, was A, how drastic the situation is right now in Angola. I mean, they're in one of the worst droughts ever. I watched some of these mothers literally dig through roots to see if they could find anything that they could make a meal with. But the other thing that was shocking to me was how easily you and I can make a difference. Yeah. It takes so little. I was in one village where the children literally were dying. And the next day, I was in another village where we already have mission feeding set up. And the difference was night and day. Those little boys sat on that log. We were probably out there for two hours. They never moved. The next day we're in the village and they were like regular four or five little, little boys. Mm -hmm. They were running around so excited, full of life. And that's what we want to do. We want to provide life and we can do it so easily, Randy. Yeah, and we, you know, we've been doing this for, for many years and we know that it works. Uh, we know that it's effective. We are very efficient uh, with, with the resources that you give to us to deliver to them the food. So you can trust that when we set out to help these people and to save these children's lives, we will do it. When I tell you that your gift of 30, 50, or $100 will help feed three, five, or 10 children for three whole months, we know that because we've done it. But let me tell you, we need to keep doing it. Those children right now that are on the edge need our support. They need us to come into that emergency situation and sustain them until they can get back on their feet. So what I'm asking you to do right now is go to the phone, dial the number on the screen, do the best that you can, give the best gift you can towards Mission Feeding right now. You can give online, uh, and don't forget, as we're nearing the end of the year, if you're planning your giving, remember these kids. We would be honored if you would trust us to continue feeding in those situations. Some great news, Randy. Some of the people who are our partners have said, listen, um, we want to help, we want to do more. So they've said they will put up $400,000 as a matching gift. Mm. So that means if you give $30 to feed three children, you're actually going to be feeding six children mm. for three whole That's months. Right. Yeah. If you give um, $100 to feed 10, that'll actually feed 20 children for three months. So we need you to join with us. It's a privilege to represent our Savior around the world in word and deed. So go to the phones, go online right now, and join us as we reach around the world in the nations of Africa to 
provide life and love. In remote and impoverished villages of Africa, children are suffering, desperately in need of life-saving food, facing death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, ready now to feed and care for children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With all of our previous reserves gone and Angola facing a record food shortage due to crop failure, we need to immediately replenish our funding and supplies for our feeding programs. As an answered prayer, a group of Life's friends have set a $400,000 matching gift challenge for mission feeding. This means your gift today can have a double impact. $30 for three children will be double to help feed six children. $50 to help feed five children will be double to save 10 children. And $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed 20 children. And don't forget, your $1,400 gift to sponsor a school will now be double to feed children in two schools. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Without Rival by author Lisa Bevere. With your double impact gift of $100 or more, please request the complete illustrated children's Bible. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000, which will now be double to help feed 200 children, and you may request our beautiful Majesty bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. No way for me to tell you how grateful I am to see these bags of food. I'm told over 70,000 meals on this one load. Betty and I started out really helping Peter feed 10,000 children. Now we're approaching nearly a half million. And I just say thank God because I've seen so many things happen. Children that were dying are now being fed and going to school. It's all because of the food factory. It's all because of mission feeding and mission feeding is all because of you. I'm saying to you right here from a miracle in Africa, you are the reason for the miracle. To God be the glory, but it's God's love being expressed through you. And you are glorifying God by your action and by your gifts. Thank you for helping. Let's keep doing it. I appreciate you going to the phones and going online right now. I've got something for you. If you've enjoyed today's program and you're interested in Eileen Wilder's book, The Brave Body Method, we need Be some brave, brave bodies out yes, there. We yes, we do. We need some brave women out there. <laughs> Ask for it today when you call, when you make that gift, request that book. We'd love to send it to you. Oh, yeah. And would you please help us thank our guest. Thank Allian Wilder for your amazing message, your amazing story. And we just want to say again, thank you so much for helping us. It makes all the difference in the world. Join we'll us again next time. time. Are you concerned about your family being ill-equipped to manage resources when you pass away? 
Do you want to leave a legacy gift that impacts the lives of others? As a free service to our friends and partners, Life Planning Services, a ministry of Life Outreach International, is here to help with your estate planning needs and chart your financial future. Do not put off this important step to protect your loved ones and leave a lasting legacy. Contact Life Planning Services today. I believe Holy Spirit is, is continually trying to help us be super people. Learning to live the Spirit contemporary life tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.